Brooklyn. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get dog tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting non-stop threes for the team, watch me kill it in the don't have to ask me what I do this for If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coast It's the culture that made me Queens turned me to a man, I know nothing can face me I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest Atlanta to the top spot, running this music We got to build this back from the ground No more excuses, we got the best in the world Like the homie Ben Lewis Telling Brendan if a trap gone Break out the nooses, they been sleeping on us like narcoleptics Folkling like an antiseptic, now boasting just that invested So me when I hit these records Too much effort, now this can't be counterfeited Hey, y'all be scared to stand out Y'all be trying to fit in I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man Everything I do is wet Watch me hit the rain dance You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan At the switch, the kill switch EP on the way, man, there's more for me I dipping them, dabbing, focusing on business I'm trying to expose the scene, this shit is a vibe of dopamine I'm just moving that product This like paid in full, but none of us is actors We some pushers with some malice, empty clips on all you rappers So caught up in egos, that's that shit I can't adapt to Thinking too divisive, y'all won't never be a factor To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind I know the cost of this ain't free, I'm just here to pay the fines By my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the bench. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the bench. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got no friends, I got brothers, I ain't leaving. Focus on the cream if it ain't cash, it ain't competing. I like nice cars, yeah, I like my tires screeching. Ay. My shorty an angel, but she in love with a demon. Ay. I ain't got no heart, I think I lost it for no reason. Yeah, I be the king and I ain't trying to deal with treason. She don't even love me, she just want me for my semen. Now she mad at me, I'm just like, shorty, why you tweaking? Sturdy by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band. I'm a lifeline. 
double the cash and split it with all my ops. I give them problems, chill, be cool, ain't got no anger in my heart. I do not like the thoughts, they're only one cash, I never pay for a thought. That's why I'm cooking up this music, it's crack, it's step inside the pot. I got my heart locked, I don't give it off, cause all of these thoughts is thoughts. I double up the car, fresh me, yeah, I was sad to sipping the stuff. Double the problems up, double the mud until I can feel my face. Double the shorties up, I don't want your body, girl, I just want the face. 30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, uh, told him get out of my face. Uh, gotta 
put cash in the safe, uh, tryna pull up in a rave, uh, I'm feeling great today, uh, don't get out of my face, uh, gotta put cash in the safe, uh, tryna pull up in a rave. <laughs> yes. What's going on, people? It's 5 o'clock Thursday. You already know what that means. It's time for Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And I got a lot to get into today. I'm riding solo today, by the way. Um, Addie's getting ready for a big performance that she is doing tonight. You know, she's been doing her thing as a songwriter, as a performer. So we just want to send all the good, positive vibes over in Addie's direction and uh, make sure she kills it on the stage tonight so she's getting ready for that so she couldn't come in and and, uh do the show today but i'm here holding down the fort by myself i got no problem with that of course um like i said a lot to get into may have a very special guest coming in uh by the name of brutini we'll see about that you know you never know who's gonna stop by on ben talks which is why you should tune in each and every week here at five o'clock on radio free brooklyn just gotta get Um, Just got to do some housekeeping before we get into our topics for today. Of course, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community, uh, promote media, literacy and expression. Um, We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you to help support our mission. We invite you to make a one time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. All right. Um, a lot happened this week, man. We lost a couple. We lost a legend in the film industry in John Singleton gonna talk about that a little bit later um a couple uh stuff happened over the weekend that we're gonna get into and of course the billboard awards last night and that's where we're gonna start with our shout out segment um remember each and every week we start with shout outs uh before we get into our trending topics but with that being said man as far as shout outs go i want to start off with the man the myth the legend everything you want to call him drake who cleaned up last night at the Billboard Awards. I mean, he took home best, he took home top artists. I think he took home uh, best um, song. I, I, I mean, he just cleaned up and, and last night he became the all-time winner of the Billboard Awards. He's won more Billboard Awards than any other artist. And I just want to shout out the Billboard Awards as a whole because... I have been one to drag Billboard. I've, I've been one to drag award shows, period. I've been one because one of the things, one of the issues I have a problem with, one of my issues with award shows is that, you know, they constantly parade hip hop and R&B artists like all at all the shows. You can see them in the front row and in the first couple of rows and the cameras are always kind of panning to them throughout the show, kind of showing what their reactions are, kind of showing, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. They put them front and center. And I've always had an issue with this because they put them front and center. But when it comes time to win the awards, they're not the ones winning anything. And I think one thing that Billboard got right was that there was not a single award that I saw given out, given to the Billboard in the Billboard Awards that what was a head scratcher. That was something where you're like, ah, I don't see how that was, you know, um. So they they absolutely did it right. They absolutely got it right last night. And we got to start off with our shout out 
for Drake because Drake cleaned up last night and deservedly so. I mean, this guy, talk about having a Midas touch on the record. I mean, it's not too many records that Drake puts out that you don't really enjoy. I mean, if we remember last summer, he had um, he had the In Your Feelings, In My Feelings challenge. Well, not him, but, you know, the challenge kind of helped the song go crazy. This album Scorpion went crazy. I think at one point, every single song that was on the album was on the Billboard chart. So this is a guy who's been dominating billboards for a very, very long time. So, I mean, deservedly so, he became the all-time winner of the Billboard Awards last night. And the Billboards definitely did it right this time around, unlike the Grammys that parades our hip-hop artists and our R&B artists around and don't give them any of the meaningful awards. So shout-out to Drake for cleaning up last night and uh, just for being there because I know he was boycotting award shows for a little bit, but, you know, he's been present at the last few and, um, you know, he had a little mishap at the Grammy Awards where he was kind of talking about how Grammy Awards don't define you as an artist and they kind of cut him off but billboard let everyone finish their speech last night which was which was good uh so shout out to drake um my next shout out is gonna go to google because google has provided one million dollars to increase the black male presence in tech now i'll take it from someone who has a background in tech there's um not a lot of black presence not a lot of black male presence um, i think even less uh, of a black woman presence but it's important it's great that google is providing a one million dollar grant to the hidden genius project an oakland-based organization dedicated to increasing the representation of black male youth in technology the grant is provided through google's foundation arm google.org the funds were presented at TechSlam, an event held in silicon valley that gives kids access to activities and people in computer science and other fields, including music, fashion, and sports. On hand at the most recent Tech Slam was Alphabet SVP David Drummond, who hosted a fireside chat with Warriors player Andre Iguodala and JaVale McGee. Um, uh, Justin Steele, a principal at Google.org, wrote about the event and the grant in a blog Post coding is evolving and influencing how we think about all industries, including fashion, music, and art. But even as CS becomes more important across a wide variety of fields, millions of Black, Hispanic, and female youth aren't unlocking its benefits. One reason behind a lack of representation is perception. According to our research with Gallup, students are five times more likely to take an interest in computer science if they often see people who look like them in that field. And as we often say, you have to see it to be it and this is absolutely true because one of the reasons that i wound up choosing uh, a tech major when i got to college was because i somehow ended up in a in a tech program in high school i'm not even sure how i got into it but i was in it and one of the important things was every single one of my teachers that taught me any type of programming that taught me any type of coding were black women and black men and that really made me feel like, you know what, this is something that's attainable. This is something that I can do. And I went for it and, and I, I went and got my degree uh, in um, information technology. And I was able to work in that field for a little bit before I transitioned over to radio. So shout out to Google, man, uh, providing money to increase programs, to, to fund these programs so that you know black men can see that this is a viable option and it's a viable way out. And you don't have to be an entertainer or an athlete in order to be something or do something and make something of yourself. 
Shout out to you, Google. Uh, the next thing that I'm going to shout out uh, is a big one to me because I I mean, we all probably know someone who hasn't had their parents in their lives. And we all probably know someone whose parent hasn't been in their lives, but has been maybe trying to make an effort to be back in their lives. And for whatever reason, resentment, whatever the case is, they're just not having it. And Allset is someone who who hasn't seen his father in 23 years. 23 years. And the reason I'm shouting out Offset is because he recently reunited with his father after spending 23 years apart. Um, and he shared a, an emotional moment uh, when he reunited with his father. Um, in, in a post on Instagram, the platinum selling artist shared a short video of the pair embracing with a caption describing the meeting as a dream come true. Dreams do come true. Haven't seen my father in 23 years and I still love him. The past is the past and the present is all we have to rely on. We're not perfect in any shape or form. I love you, Pops, no matter what. Now, this is not just important for the culture to see this, but it's important as black men because a lot of times we try to put on this hard shell, this exterior. We try to be callous all the time. We try to act like we don't have feelings. We try to act like we don't care about anything. And here is someone who, you know, has had issues in the past, especially with law enforcement um, and maybe has has been perceived in a certain sort in a certain way because of the things that they rap about that he raps about the things that he talks about maybe the the outward appearance but here he is after 23 years not seeing his father and he is just so willing to let him back into his life he was so willing to squash things and move on and saying the past is the past and we're gonna move forward together and i couldn't you know i had to applaud this and I was so happy to see something like this because I'm always telling people like, man, look, I understand what happened in the past with your parents. And and most of the time in our culture, it's the father. I understand what happened in the past with your father. Um, but, you know, if they're trying to make an effort and if they're trying to be in your life and they're trying to be apologetic about things that took place. I think you should give him a shot. And in this case, man, even on The Breakfast Club, he was saying he wanted to to reunite with his dad. He understood that things are not always easy. And I think that's sometimes things that we lack as 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 children, as as um, as kids of, of people. You know, we look at our parents as role models. We look at our parents as these great beings. We look up to our parents and sometimes we lack the understanding to realize that they are human just like we are human and just like we will be quick to tell people that we are not perfect we got to realize that they are not perfect and we got to realize that sometimes things in life happen and maybe you weren't prepared for it maybe uh you're dealing with other demons maybe you're dealing with other situations and other issues and that's kind of gets in the way of dealing with the things you're supposed to deal with and in this case offset was very forgiving offset was ready to move on and he reunited with his dad they hugged and they're gonna move on together and i'm very happy to see that and i'm glad and this is a and, and i'm glad he put it on social media because this is an example and hopefully people saw it i mean the, the post at this point has two million over two million likes i hope that one of those likes is someone that was maybe being resentful towards their father 
or maybe their mother and they were refusing to let them back into their lives and they kind of saw this post and said you know what maybe i should give them a chance because at the end of the day when you go to that funeral and they're laying in that coffin there's not much you could do and you know you you don't want to beat yourself up over it at that point because it's going to be too late so shout out to offset um the next and final shot i mean yo if there's anyone that deserves a shout out man it's bun b the man held it down during the home invasion i'm talking about held it down now you can say what you want about gun laws and the right to bear arms or whatever the case is but in this situation it was an absolute good thing that bun b had a gun in his home now if we all haven't seen the news by now there was a ho- attempted home invasion in his home in houston texas and i mean the shout out is not just for bun b but for his wife as well who held it down i mean she was the one who went to the door and the home invader decided that he was going to put a gun to her head and try to rob the house and she did everything she could to stop this man from going upstairs because she thought that he was after her husband and if you watch the interview that bun b and his wife queenie did on the breakfast club they talk about the situation she talks about how her whole thinking the whole time that she's going through this she didn't want the person to get upstairs because she knew her husband was up there and she thought that this guy came to kill him so she went into protecting mode protective mode and i mean she absolutely held it down and then he came and he held it down and he ended up shooting this guy who broke into his home tried to rob his house and i mean it's just an amazing story because you know one thing i can think of is when sean taylor the the great safety that the redskins had he during the home invasion um unfortunately uh you know he was he was shot in this and and that eventually he eventually lost his life but you think of the situation and you think of what happened recently especially losing nipsey hustle through gun violence and you're just thinking man if maybe somebody who was with him or even if he himself had a gun on him and when he when this guy approached him and tried to open fire and and did what he did maybe we would still have nipsey with us and so when you see a story like this and you see it go sour for the predator the person who was trying to commit the crime you can't help but to breathe a sigh of relief and you can't help but to say bun b you held it the hell down bro and he tells the story he was sitting on the toilet he was on the toilet and he heard the ruckus and the commotion going on downstairs and he quickly got off the toilet went and grabbed his pistol ran out saw the guy in the garage about to drive off in his wife's car and opened fire on the car and to show how much of how brave he really was the guy in the car starts shooting back and instead of running and hiding and retreating he steps forward and continues to shoot at the guy that attempted to steal his wife's car and when the guy is shot and runs out and and jumps out the car and tries to run away he chased him down and tried to see his face to make sure that he wasn't someone in his inner circle trying to rob him i mean this is just an incredible incredible story and for every 
like I'm not one who thinks that they need to do away with all guns because I feel like especially um, I feel like you definitely need to be able to protect your home. And so this was a situation that you can take and say, you know what, being illegal, uh, having a gun legally, of course, absolutely came in handy in this situation. He was able to protect his home. He was able to protect his wife and he was able to protect himself from this intruder that came and had just bad intentions on his mind. Absolutely bad intentions. So shout out to Bun B. You held it down, my guy. Oh, man. So that's our shout outs for today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got trending topics up ahead. We also have this week's Don't At Me. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to get into the Billboard Awards from last night. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't too, too impressed with uh, a certain performance, but we're going to get into that and a lot more coming up on Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, it's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh, Addie is out today. She is getting ready for a big performance that she has coming up later on. So it's just me and you today. And we're going to have a good time and a lot more up ahead. Do not go anywhere. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, right here on Ben Talks on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back. Coming up right now is Faded by Johnny Petrop. Faded, faded, Stack. Money come. Number, number, numbers, give me numbers. Dollar, dollar bill, heat the whole summer. Gon' stack it, stack it, stress the whole rubber. Ain't fucking with hoes, cause the hoes love it. Then bust it, bust it in the whole stomach. Cold blooded on this road running. Gon' flip it, flip it to that gold coming. This 101 teach y'all stunting. Lieutenant, Mr. Independent, gon' build it up and then break it down. Booty clap, now make it bounce. Girl on girl, about to turn them out. Ain't no turning down. Team downtown for that loud, loud, cause we wow, wow. Been a prime child, wake your neighbor up. Hell bound, ain't no saving us. Ain't faking us. It's the real, real. Straight jacket can't hold still. Pocket watch and watch a profit, profit. Sipping on blood from a golden goblet. Resurrect, have them speakers knocking. Vamp life, no sleep to coughing. Fuck the gossip, need my money talking. Fuck the gossip, need my money talking. Faded, 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 stacked. Money come, money go. Money come, money go. Faded, 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 stacked. Money come, money go. Money come, money go. Faded, 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 stacked. Money come, money go. Money come, money go. Faded, 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 stacked. Money come, money go. I be stacking up residual. Cash. Get it to the money, yeah, it's critical. Your pocket's small, looking minimal. Yeah. Now you acting gay till I got into you. I just be chasing the papers. Game get sad, looking like haters. Hook me a pack and I'm see you later. I'm on the block, you inside cause it's safer. Now I'm on go, money pronto. Smoking good gas with the fonto. My pockets are stretching like Lonzo. Why you frontin', you got no dough. Got your shorty on the GoPro. And got me moving slow mo. I just chillin' with your bitch. Fuck the niggas, they some snitches. 
getting these riches I ain't playing no games Want the money, not the fame Niggas looking like some stains Young niggas put in pain I just be putting in work Put these niggas in the dirt Diamonds dancing and they flirt I'm putting beats in a hearse Faded, 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 Straight. 
feel good, so I don't feel good no more. Good vibe to the good vibe, hit the flow. State of complacency, not where I wanna be. Make a decision, cause I am not with the guessing and wishing on. Play by your rules, won't wanna bow my Deuces up, see you next lifetime. I can't handle casual. When you make me feel so special, I thought that maybe one day you would come around. Come around, come around, come, come, come around. I fought the urge to care, but I lost that round. You thought it was enough to give me bits and pieces. Pieces, pieces, pieces. I'm gone, feeling, and I messed up, and that's all my fault. Nice guys lie, waste your time. Listen when I tell ya, they only wanna fool ya. Nice guys try, say goodbye, but keep you in the cut when they wanna. Ah, uh, nice guys lie, For that real love, that R&B string classic Looking for that temporary few girls at a time I know my worth, I ain't got no time Boy, I've been careless, careless with my heart Boy, I've been reckless, reckless from the start Thought I could handle it, handle it But I am so damaged, damaged I thought that maybe one day you would come around Listen when I tell ya, they only wanna fool ya. Nice guys try to say goodbye, but keep you in the cut when they wanna. Ah, uh, nice guys. La ya 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 ha 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 Taking back my life, taking back control. Everything I did, I let you play your role. You were never qualified, but I let you stick around. Said you wanna be brandy, said you wanna be there, wanna be down, down. Oh. Yes, that was Nice Guys Live by I Am Chelsea. Great song, newly released, single by her. Um, you're tuned in to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, remember, I am riding solo today. Addie getting ready for a big performance that she's got going on later. Um, but we here rocking with you. Thank you all for tuning in. 
And uh, while you're at it, make sure you download Radio Free Brooklyn's absolutely free mobile app. Again, it's free. If you got iPhone, if you got Android, it doesn't matter. Go to your respective app store and download the free mobile app today. So it's time for trending topics, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's not it's not it's not a nice one. It's not a nice one. Um, a lot of sad topics today. Um, but we, we're going to start off in Brooklyn. Uh, man, a young teen, a teen was stabbed in broad daylight. And this is according to the New York Daily News. Um, now, uh, he was stabbed on Avenue M in the Midwood section of Brooklyn, New York. He was only 17 years old. A suspect in the killing of a Brooklyn teen turned himself in to police Tuesday afternoon as the victim's grieving parents, though relieved that the news said it won't bring back their adored son or heal their broken hearts. David Lopez walked into the 70th precinct to surrender hours after the parents of stabbing victim Rohan Burke begged him to come forward. Police sources confirmed it's good news, but it's not going to bring my son back. I lost my son, my little 17 year old son, Burke's dad, Kevin Burke told the Daily News, his voice cracking with emotion. It's good news. They caught him. It's not going to bring my son back. Lopez, mother, Barbara Galoza, whom police believe was given the knife used in the attack by her son seconds after the stabbing, was charged with tampering with physical evidence and hindering prosecution for disposing of the knife, sources said. An accomplice in the deadly confrontation is still being sought. Um, this is an absolutely sad story, man. I, I hate to hear things like this. And and this is one of those times where you just wish that sometimes like one of the things like being a New Yorker, um, it's such a, you know, minding it's such a mind your business place. Like we walk around and act like there's no one else around us unless they interfere with our personal space, unless they actually, you know, do something that pisses us off or you know interrupt us and this is one of those situations where you you kind of hope that maybe somebody saw something alter uh escalating and decided to step in and try to stop and try to fight but that's not what happened here um whatever the altercation was caused over it, it resulted in a young boy who's just 17 years old losing his life 17 years old in a stabbing um he was pronounced dead at Mimamides hospital which is also in brooklyn but it's it sucks to have to report this kind of things man because again 17 years old you're not thinking about death when you're a teenager you're thinking about what you're going to do in the future you're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow you're thinking about what you want to be like you're not thinking that something is going to happen to me and i may not make it to live out the dreams that i may have and in this situation i'm glad that the person that committed this crime actually turned himself in um i mean he's most certainly gonna go to jail um but let's talk about his mom who actually helped him hide the 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 evidence which you never know down the road could kind of end up with him getting off if you can't find the the weapon i i don't i mean again he turned himself in and confessed to the crime but it's it's just crazy his mom was willing to to kind of do that for for her son i mean it, it tells you how far a mother's love will go but this is a very very sad story man for real um and just a young kid and and i know a few people on my social media um pages that actually knew this young kid and um actually knew who he was and it's just tough man whenever somebody this young loses their life it's it's nothing to to take lightly 
it's a sad situation and i mean in broad daylight at that you kind of hope that someone saw what was going on and tried to stop things you kind of hope that you know people kind of stepped in but again it's one of those times where you're like man you just wish that maybe people were slightly little more friendly in new york in brooklyn um I i know that area that this happened in very well it's usually a crowded area especially around the time that this happened so I mean, you got a lot of witnesses and you got a lot of people that just kind of said, you know what, let me just mind my business. They ain't, they ain't beefing with me. But sometimes you got to be brave and you got to step up to the plate and try to protect someone, man. And and this situation is a sad, sad case. This young man, Kevin Burke, lost his life. Uh, my prayers go out to him and his family, well, to his family. Um, I hope that they have all the comfort and everything that they need in this situ- in in this moment, man. To lose a 17 year old, to have to bury a child, period, is just a sad, sad thing, and um, it's just tough. And something I, I didn't want to necessarily talk about, but it's right here in our backyard in Brooklyn, so you just can't overlook and you can't ignore it. Um, also in uh this week's news, um, Dylan Roof, you might know him for the massacre that took place in the charleston church in uh, south carolina um he was recently sentenced to death now this is a bizarre it's it's a little bit bizarre but like it's crazy because this is this kid had has no remorse for what he did absolutely none those who dylan and this is according to cnn those who dylan roof hurt the most had the chance to address the convicted killer before this Wednesday sentencing with one of the victim's sisters calling him among the worst kind of evil. Roof on Wednesday was formally sentenced to death as recommended by the jury for killing nine people at a historically black church in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015. He's the first federal hate crime defendant to be sentenced to death. A Justice Department spokesman said he has 14 days to appeal his sentence. Um... Roof had indicted, indicated, excuse me, Roof had indicated that he wanted to speak at the sentencing hearing, but he didn't. Instead, he listened to a long line of people whose loved ones he stole. More than one family member took issue with the defendant, failing to make eye contact with them. Dylan, Dylan, I know you can hear me, said Janet Scott, Tawanza Sounders' aunt, even as Tawanza knelt there and asked, you why you were doing this he was showing you love he was showing you that one last chance but you chose not to instead the reverend dan simmons son dan simmons jr opened his thing by telling roof i understand why you don't want to look at us so i'll speak to the spirit that possesses you dylan roof has been on record saying that he does not regret what he did um yeah you talk about evil this is the absolute worst kind of evil and i'm not even a i'm not even uh, in support of the death penalty but my goodness if there was ever a situation that it is necessary it's in this situation i mean the, the guy did what he did sat in the bible study if you if you look back to the story sat in the bible study for about an hour before he opened fire on the people in the church and still to this day has absolutely no remorse not a single iota of remorse for what he did i mean it is it's sickening it's sickening that he would do something like this and it's sickening that he has no remorse and he's to me he's getting his just desserts he's getting his just due and being sentenced to death and i don't know if he's even going to appeal it 
If he does, hopefully they shut that shit down and don't even give him the chance to make any. I don't even know what he would say in the appeal. And I mean, you, you murdered nine people in cold blood who were just at Bible study of all places, murdered them in cold blood and do not has not a single bit of regret for what he did. Um, there should be no appeal. I don't even know why he has two weeks to appeal. I don't even know why they would even give him that much, but I guess that's what the justice system requires. So fine. He gets to appeal it, but that, that should be shut down swift, fast, and in a hurry. There's no reason for him to appeal. Now, one victim, um, Gail Jackson, the niece of Susie Jackson told Ruth that while she prayed that God have mercy on his mother, I want your soul to burn in hell. My mother can't even step foot into a church, she said. And for you to sit here every day, I was here from the beginning to the end and never, ever apologize was hurtful. I pray that your soul go to hell. Um, and she has every single right to feel that way. I mean, this guy murdered nine people inside of a church in cold blood. No apologies, no remorse, no regrets. You deserve to die, Dylan Roof. And this sentencing is just and, and, and is appropriate for what you did. And I just, I mean, my thoughts, my prayers, and, and I just hope that this gives the people, the, the family of the victim, some sort of closure, although I doubt that it really will. Um, moving on in trending topics, we, we lost a legend this week. We lost an absolute legend in John Singleton. John Singleton uh, had a stroke over the weekend and... John Singleton had a stroke over the weekend and then it was reported that he was in a coma. He was on life support. And from there, uh, I, I guess his family made the decision that they would um, pull the plug and uh, just kind of let things be. And um, man, it, it was tough. He was only 51 years old. And the story goes that he wasn't feeling well, went to the hospital and in the hospital, that's where he suffered the stroke and he was put in a coma and he you know, was on life support and people were praying and people had him in his thoughts and had the family in their thoughts and was hoping that he was able to pull through. But the family made a difficult, difficult decision to um, pull the plug. And I'm sure like they hopefully, you know, they asked about all the possibilities before they made that decision. But that is the decision that that they made. And so it's again, it's it's tough, man. John Singleton Man, some of some of the great some of the great films in black cinema. I'm talking about Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, Poetic Justice, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious. I mean, the list goes on of all the things that he was able to do in his career. Personally, my favorite two favorite um, projects of his is Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice. And I think an extremely, extremely underrated movie that he directed was Higher Learning. And it's underrated because I don't think too many people saw it. And I want to shout out uh, this te one teacher that I had in high school who also she has has passed on. Um, but she was the one who put this movie on one time. And I was like, man, this movie is great. And, and the cast, you talk about the cast. You talk about Omar Epps, Tyra Banks, Lawrence Fishburne, Ice Cube, Michael Rappaport. I mean, this cast was an all-star cast of people young these actors were very young when they did this movie man and and the the lesson behind the movie it talks about the struggle of you know black students in a college dealing with 
you know, white students and, and trying to interact with each other. And there was some students there who were neo-Nazis. And, and ultimately, I, I mean, the movie's been out for like 20, 30 years. So uh, ultimately, one of the neo-Nazi kids um, opens fire on the campus and, and, and ended up killing uh, Omar Epps' girlfriend, Tyra Banks, in the movie. And it was just a sad movie. And it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. One of his more underrated films. He was also behind Baby Boy. Baby Boy is a classic. I mean, you could quote lines from Baby Boy for days. An absolute classic. Man, uh, just just everything he touched was amazing. Everything he did was amazing. And he was also behind my one of my favorite shows right now, which is uh, Snow Snowfall, which talks about the rise of crack in los angeles in south central la in the 80s and that show was great and uh it, it's i am it's set to come back i believe this summer i don't know what's going to happen moving forward hopefully someone else could take on the mantle and, and continue the greatness of the show but it was a great show it is a great show if you haven't checked it out you definitely need to but rest in peace john singleton an all-time great a legend and uh Man, you can't be replaced, man. You can't be replaced. Rest in peace, John Singleton. And um, while we're on a topic, this is a sad trend in topics, and I'm sorry about that, guys. But um, while we're on a topic, you know, Nipsey Hussle passed away. Um, He was was murdered on March 31st of this year. So, you know, his his murder kind of, and people are still kind of dealing with it. There's still times where I'm sitting there and I'm still like, damn, man, Nip, Nip is gone. Like, they really killed Nip. And um, so his his death kind of sparked memorials all over the country. People all over the country paying their respects for Nipsey Hussle and the type of man that he was and the things that he did. And um, well, one teen could give two could give two shits about Nipsey Hussle and any type of memorial that was done in his you know any type of mural that was done in his memorial. Now, this is according to The Root, um, a white girl, a little white girl in Connecticut. A Connecticut mural to slain rapper Nipsey Hussle has been restored after a young white woman was captured on video defacing the, the memorial and snapping selfies in remembrance of her brazen act of whiteness. On Saturday, several people filmed a woman identified on social media as Caitlin K.K. Renee. Vandalize again. I'm gonna say that name again. Caitlin KK Renee vandalizing a mural in Hartford, Connecticut, dedicated to the recently departed hip hop artist Nipsey Hussle. The painting was created by Corey Payne, a local artist, and um, the cr- the Krylon can shaped woman's actions infuriated social media users some of whom threatened the real-life white walker on social media. Internet sleuths also noticed that the woman offering commentary appeared to be wearing a shirt with the same tag that the woman spray-painted on the building, leading to some to claim that they were in on, on the stunt together. Let me tell you, man, this, this was absolutely disrespectful. This was disrespectful because... It shows just what a lot of people have been saying that most people want to, they enjoy our culture. They 
listen to the fruits of our culture. They enjoy the fruits of our culture. They imitate our culture. They try to be part of the culture, but they don't love or respect the culture. If this girl gave a rat's ass about our culture, if this girl gave a rat's ass about Nipsey Hussle, she wouldn't do something like this. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all because for the most part, I'm sure there were a lot of people like her who probably figured, oh, well, that's just another black man dead to gun violence. Oh, well, that's what happens in the hood. We kill each other. So why the hell should she care about a memorial? And not only is it a a show of disrespect, but it absolutely shows us. It shows us, man. It's, It's a show of disrespect. And, and this this is just the biggest example of clout chasing. Because as the girl is doing it, she's saying, oh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. This is clout chasing to the, to the highest degree. This is someone who decided what is the most extreme thing I can do in order to get more followers, in order to get more attention. And you know what? It absolutely worked because now everyone is focused on her. Everyone's upset. Everyone's mad. And I saw people. Yeah, people threatened her. But I mean, let's be real. Then no one's going to do a goddamn thing. And that and that is upsetting. But no one's going to do a damn thing to her because we have people who disrespect and violate our culture all the damn time. And not a single thing happens to them. But as much as I hate to say it, we're quick to be unforgiving with one another we're quick to put hands on one another we're quick to be violent with one another but when someone like this disrespects us and disrespects our culture all we do is call for some phony ass boycotts all we do is call for you know get big on social media get tough on social media and be keyboard activists and not do a goddamn thing and nothing is going to happen to this girl and that's just the truth of it and i hate to admit it but not a single thing is going to happen to this girl Because no one's going to go into her neighborhood and try to put hands on her. No one's going to try to find her. No one's going to do anything to her. All we did was be upset on social media, pan away and thumb away on our phones and our keyboards and talk about how upset we are and how racist she is and how disrespectful she is to our culture and how disrespectful she is to the memory of Nipsey Hussle and how disrespectful she is to everything that he stood for. But not a goddamn thing is going to happen to her. But had it been a black kid, That was their spray painting on Nipsey Hussle's photo mural. I'm sure, I'm sure someone would have probably attacked him on site. And it's a, it's a sad, painful truth, but it is a truth nonetheless. Um, that's all we got for trending topics. So we're going to take another break. We got don't at me coming up. Uh, the CDC is tripping the center for disease control, absolutely tripping. And they have garnered the dubious honor of being the subject of my don't at me this week. So don't go anywhere. We got don't at me and we got blow the whistle coming up next. You're listening to Ben talks right here on radio free Brooklyn with the best in the world. Ben Lewis Addy is out getting prepared for a big show that she has tonight. Um, we're going to take a break. Coming up right now is Die Young by Ellie Luna. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's Ben Talks. I can see your face like a melody replays like
not married. My day she moves something like a saint, but by night she like Jesse. She don't even know. Yeah. Niggas think they know the real you. They think they know. Will envy. Uh, you bitches will envy. Yeah. envy. They don't know the real you like I do. Yeah. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. No, not the real. It's 10 o'clock. You in the club. You with your girls. In. You say it's late. You gotta leave for work in the air. But that's a lie. You know that's right. You off tomorrow. But I get why you did it. Since you pulled up to the crib. Now we're in the bedroom. You rip your shit off and you say nothing. I've been waiting all day for a nigga. Don't you make me wait for a nigga. Next thing I know, you're riding this good, good like a fucking Harley. And you put it to me, Snappy. I'm only real for my baby. Yeah, yeah. Never see Mary in the slime. No, I'm not Mary. Not married. My day she moves something like a song. My life she like Jesse. She don't even know. Yeah. Niggas think they know the real you. Just real envy. They don't know the real you like I do. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. Not the real. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You can't hide. We can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Keep it all the low. Oh 
My Jojo ain't come and see me. Who you screwing? When I say number one, ain't no replacement. I gotta get to the box by the end of the day. Girl, I want you, but you know I can't stay. You always busy, ain't got no time of day. I need some love and not just Netflix and late. So when you feel like, don't you slap by my place? Come my way, come my way. You always busy, ain't got no time of day. I need some love and not just Netflix and late. So when you feel like, don't you slap by my place? Come my way, come my way. Been by your side with all this love I provide. Yeah, I see through the lies, so there ain't shit you can hide. Why you fucking on hoes when you get high, you a wife? I ain't never been passed about a bitch on the side. Couldn't leave you alone, always been down for the ride. Yeah, you got on my nerves, yeah, you be getting me tight. It could all go away when you be hitting it right. Now you'll be gone by tonight, you always catching the fight. Tell me why you pulling up, baby, tell me what's up. When you first hit me up, wasn't looking for love. I ain't wanna let you in, so I friend like I'm tough. But you been on my mind, is you coming or what? Just wanna see you, boy, I need you sometimes I can't believe you hold it down, been around I can't fuck with a clown, throw the ups and the downs I can't forget you now, but soon as we touch down Just know that it's going down
up, bake up, gotta get my cake and make sure my family's straight. Work hard for it every day, we'll never let it slip away. Got a grip on it, knock that chip right off of your shoulder, throw a zip on it, get an old school and throw some switches on it. Looking older when we post for our pictures, I suppose that's what we thought it felt like when we get here. Ain't no opportunities missing, took advantage now instead of corner offices. We putting records out and our dogs is getting rich. Tell the judge, keep them sentences, I'm free of zero cents, our bread long hero. I could ride through my city with no fear, was broke, switch gears and bossed up. Never look back, now we on track. And if you work hard, you feel exactly how I do. Every day's a chance to be great. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, and it is my favorite, my favorite segment of the show. It's time for Don't At Me. This is where I go off about something or someone that uh, kind of pissed me off. But first, I do I do pay attention to my social media accounts while I'm on air. And uh, one thing I do want to, I kind of want to do a little backpedaling to shout outs. Um... I got to give a shout out to Joey Bats, a local rapper in Hartford, for coming in, for going and personally cleaning up the the vandalism that the White Walker did on Nipsey Hussle's memorial. Shout out to Joey Bats, man, for real. Uh, again, it was a straight up act of disrespect and um, just it was just distasteful. And it, and it is the worst kind of cloud chasing. So shout out to Joey Bats for actually going and uh, helping with the cleanup effort. With the mural because Nipsey Hussle is not someone who was he, he wasn't one of these like trash rappers out here mumbling and and doing horrible things. This guy was actually trying to help the community. So shout out to Joey Bats. Um, so it's time for Don't At Me, the segment where I, I go off about something or someone that's that's pissed me off throughout the week. 
And this week, the subject of my Don't At Me, well, it is the CDC, Center for Disease Control. I like to cut the music because uh, this gets dramatic when I when I do these Don't At Me's. It gets, it gets very dramatic. Um, but with that being said, this needs to be said. All right. This week's Don't At Me goes to the CDC. And every single person out there who agrees with the atrocity and the straight up fake news that was put out this week by the CDC when they said, don't wash your raw chicken. Washing can spread germs from the chicken to other food or utensils in the kitchen. How dare you spread such lies? How dare you, CDC? Say such a vile and horrible thing. Don't wash your chicken. Don't clean the meat. You mean to just take it out the pack and put it straight into the pot for cooking? And they doubled down. Not only did they say this disgustingness, but they doubled down on it, talking about how, oh, well, the, whatever's on the meat is going to get killed when you cook the chicken thoroughly. Listen, I hope, listen, anyone out there, who decided they were going to take this advice and stop cleaning their meat before cooking, you deserve everything that happens to you as a result of you not doing that. Listen, listen, I grew up my, my entire life, okay? I've been, I'm 28 years old. I've been eating chicken from my mom and my sisters and different places that I know they for sure they clean the chicken and nothing has ever happened to me from using the utensils, from the chicken being cleaned, and now you're going to tell me, you're going to try to tell the American public not to clean their meat, you vile, disgusting people. We all know that meat needs to be cleaned. Chicken has to be cleaned. And people have different ways of doing it, but it's still done, all right? You take some vinegar, or you, you soak the meat in some vinegar, or you get a lime, and, you're, and you scrub down each piece of chicken or whatever it is before you cook it. However you clean your chicken, you clean the chicken at least. But the Center for Disease Control wants to make the American public even more sick than we already are by trying to advise us against cleaning our chicken. Washing can spread germs from the chicken to other food or utensils in the kitchen. Hmm. You ever heard of Clorox wipes on the surface that you clean the chicken after you're done with it? You ever heard of washing and cleaning and sanitizing those utensils that you clean the chicken with so that you don't spread whatever germs was on the chicken to other surfaces and other areas of the kitchen? The Center for Disease Control, my ass, out here trying to tell people not to clean their goddamn chicken. That is probably one of the most vile and disgusting things that I've ever heard in my life and should be considered as an act of domestic terrorism. You trying to make us eat nasty, uncleaned chicken? It's bad enough that whoever runs the CDC, I'm sure, originates from the island of Caucasus, okay? But... You're telling us not to clean the chicken. So you don't want it to be clean. And apparently you don't want it to be seasoned. And I'm speaking from experience. You don't want the chicken to be clean and you don't want it to be seasoned. And you're doubling down with this fake news and these lies on Twitter and social media. Listen, if you, the CDC, and people that follow the CDC, the people that saw this news and decided, hmm, that's a good idea. I'm not going to clean my chicken. You, my friend, 
are disgusting and you're an asshole and you're a jerk. And I said what I said. Don't at me. All right. Well, I had to get that off my chest. That's disgusting. Not cleaning your chicken. My goodness. I mean, what what, what are you trying to do to the American? But we're sick enough as it is. All right. We don't know if we should trust vaccines or not. We don't know if if we should take these medications. There's all type of crazy side effects. And now you're telling people not to clean their chicken. What is wrong with you? You're supposed to be the center for disease control, not the center for the spreading of diseases. That's just wrong and gross. And I just had to go off on you about that. And I'm going to keep the same energy because coming up right now is uh, our Blow the Whistle segment. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Uh, I'm riding solo today. Addie is out preparing for her big, big show later today. We're sending positive vibes to Addie and make sure that she does her thing out there. So now it's time for Blow the Whistle. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to get through this. We got a guest. We're going to get to, you know, the interview with our guest um in a little bit. But with that being said, it is time for blow the whistle. Uh we got to start off with Donald Trump. I mean, the last team that visited the White House was the Clemson Tigers after they won the national title uh for football for college football, and that was during a government shutdown. So, they couldn't get their uh, chefs and everything like that. So, they ended up serving them a meal of you know, fast food, uh, McDonald's and, and Burger King and many, many fries, as Donald Trump put it. And he decided to continue to troll the American public like I think he's been doing for his entire presidency. And he served the Baylor's women's basketball team, Burger King, during their White House visit. That's right. Burger King. Yeah. The they, they worked hard all year. They fought through the tournament. They won the national title. They get the prestigious honor of going to the White House. And they get served food that um, just about anyone can afford. Now, if I'm going to the White House, I would expect a gourmet meal. But that's not the case. Trump served the Baylor's national champion women's basketball team, Burger King, during their White House visit. And you wonder why people don't want to go. I had to blow the whistle on that. That is absolutely ridiculous. And they're athletes. Why are they eating Burger King in the first place? Um, Next up in our blow the whistle... I got to blow the whistle on Remy Ma, man. She has been arrested again, and I'm sure this is probably going to result in jail time because I'm pretty sure she was on parole. She just recently got out, like maybe a year or two ago. Um, Remy Ma was charged with assault Wednesday night for allegedly slugging a love and hip hop castmate last month at an Irvin Plaza benefit concert. Wow, you're going to um, slug someone at a benefit concert. <laughs> wow, the irony. But anywho... Um, she's 38. She's from the Bronx, which is probably why she's so rowdy and unruly. Uh, but she turned herself into the 13th precinct station house in Manhattan. She was charged with third degree assault during a Wednesday evening arraignment in Manhattan criminal court. Now, she's charged for the assault of reality TV star Brittany Taylor, who uh, clearly is pressing charges against her. But I'm blowing a whistle on Remy Ma because you, you bounce back. You went to jail, right? Which, you know, was a situation, a horrible situation in itself. You come out and you, you get a hit record and then you land love and hip hop and then you land state of the culture. You got two jobs. You're still relevant in the music industry. Just chill out. Why are you punching people in the face? Don't you have a guy for that? Don't you have someone on your team that is willing to take a fall for something like that? But you still feel the need to keep it real and you got to be the one to, to, you know, punch people in the face f- for whatever. Hopefully this is some horrible publicity stunt 
Um, and she actually wasn't, I mean, I, I don't know what the case is, but I got to blow the whistle on it because you just had a child, you have all these jobs, streams of income, and you're possibly going to throw it all away because you just lost your cool. You're 38 years old. You need to know better, I mean, because if you know better, then you do better. Um, moving on and I'll blow the whistle. A tech company says they want a preferably white candidate for a job posting. Um, well, it's bad enough to think that when you're applying for jobs that they're probably only looking for white guys. But to actually put it, IT staffing and recruiting company Cynet uh, Systems has apologized for his racist job listing that Twitter users spotted last week. Um, the otherwise fairly standard posting appeared on various sites, including LinkedIn, and began by stipulating that the job candidate be preferably Caucasian. Um, well, people already think that the hiring process may be a little bit convoluted and you may be trying to decipher who's white and who's black just by looking at the names. But you just went ahead and went for it, huh? You just put preferably white in your job listing and you're just like, OK, whatever, I don't care. What type of shit is that? Yeah, I got to blow the whistle on that. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's one thing to actually want a preferably white candidate. That's wrong in itself. But to actually put it, I mean, that's ballsy. It's real ballsy by you. But um, yeah, I got to blow the whistle on that. Uh, the next up and blow the whistle. Whew, man, uh, Uber got to do better. Uber has to do better. Now, Uber was the uh, victim of a troll who uh, <laughs> now um, Uber posted something on Twitter earlier this week it was monday to be exact and um this is a guy who was going back and forth trying to get a response out of twitter trying to troll them um and uh it was some guy named the real d cheney uh he put at uber support i had an awful driver today i want my money back please respond so we can work this out and uber support tweeted we're so sorry about that n-word and i'm talking about the one ending in the hard er uh, please send us a DM with your phone number with additional details of your concerns so we can connect. Now, Uber kind of explained the situation. This guy was trying to troll them all day. And what he did was he changed his profile name to the N-word. So by the time and then he changed it back after he tweeted Uber. So by the time Uber got to it, they responded using the original name that he tweeted at them with. And it caused everyone to go into a frenzy. Um. You, I mean, it, that's what happens when you rely on bots and machines and no human pertinent. There's no humans involved in this kind of situation. You get caught up and you get caught. You end up shooting yourself in the foot and you look bad amongst your users and your millions of followers on Twitter. Um, Next up, uh, Black China. Now, last week we gave her a shout out because she said she wanted to change her life around. And um, she wanted to. She said she was going to she got accepted into uh, Harvard and was going to take a class and this, that, and the third. And it came out promptly after that she actually didn't get accepted to Harvard. So, uh, Black China, got to blow the whistle on you. Um, why would you put something like that? As if Harvard wouldn't find out that you were jacking them and find out that you said that you were accepted and swiftly, quick, fast, and in a hurry, shut down all rumors and all uh, stories about you possibly being a student there. Uh, gotta blow the whistle I don't know what you thought was gonna happen with that but gotta definitely shut that down um next up man I was you know I was dragged on uh, Instagram last night and it was it was quite interesting it's the first time that something like that's happened to me um but last night was the Billboard Awards and uh Mariah Carey received an icon award and don't get me wrong Mariah Carey I'm a fan of Mariah Carey 
And just because I'm a fan doesn't mean I can't be objective. Doesn't mean that I can't have an opinion, okay? And it doesn't mean that I'm going to love every single thing that you do. Now, if you saw the Billboard Awards, you saw what Mariah Carey, she performed a medley of some of her biggest hits uh, before she went up and accepted her award. She received an Icon Award and she absolutely deserved that award. I'm not taking anything away from her. She absolutely deserved that award. But as far as the performance goes, what in the hell was that? I'm going to play a few seconds from this performance and then uh, I'm going to kind of talk about it. I'm going to address the people that decided they needed to uh, drag me on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't her best outing. It wasn't her best situation by far. But here's a little bit of what Mariah Carey's performance sounded like last night on the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah, uh, she was, you know, revered as someone who could hit five octaves. And um, at this point in the career, she probably can only hit maybe one or two of those octaves. Um, but it wasn't the best performance. And then uh, to me, at least, she visibly struggled in walking in her heels and the waist trainer that was underneath her dress. Um, yeah, it, it just it just wasn't a good scene. And again, she deserved the Icon Award. She absolutely did. There was absolutely no I had no problem with her receiving that award. But uh, the singing wasn't uh, to my liking. And, um, well, yeah, like I said, she struggled on um, walking and, and, and doing some other things. But like I said, look, the, I remember when I got my computer back in the day, the first, one of the first songs I downloaded was Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. But that, just because I'm a fan doesn't mean that I can't be objective. It doesn't mean that I can't have an opinion other than saying, yeah, she's great. And I voiced that under uh, Hip Hop One Hip Hop Mike's post on instagram yesterday um and uh, a couple people decided that they were going to uh respond to my opinion because we live in a time where you can't have an opinion that goes against the norm and i absolutely have all the time in the world now um let's see dice julian uh mentioned me in a comment he said ben lewis radio you struggle at life another 45 year old dj no one has ever heard of and he put a crying emoji and uh, Mariah Stats mentioned also mentioned me in a comment that said, it's her first time in years performing at the BBMAs. It's like you would know you're just a bit an IG radio host with no awards. Um, I will tell you what I do have is a platform and a show with my name on it. So um, Dice Julian and Mariah Stats, uh, if you knew that the performance was up to par and if you knew that it was what Mariah Carey has set a standard for, then you wouldn't be online making excuses for it. Talking about she was nervous. Oh, yeah. She's only been performing her whole entire life. Give me a break. Look, I'm a fan, but I can also be objective. I'm not a stan. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not someone who is following someone blindly and can't point out when they do something good or bad. OK, last night performance was not it. And uh, Dice Julian and Mariah Stats, you guys can go shove it. All right. Uh, 
and also i'm not 45 i'm very far from 45 years old but regardless whatever shit you decide to go on ig and, and thumb away and pencil and and be comment gangsters on hey guess what i'm on my show with my name on it i got a platform and yes i'm taking this time to address you eat a dick both of you all right um that's all i got for uh blow the whistle we're gonna take a quick break we got brutini in the building we're gonna come back and uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to talking about him man he got a very dope ep that's out tie your laces definitely want to get into that um but with that being said we're gonna play a joint off of the tie your laces ep we'll be right back coming up right now this is tyler brutini off the tie your laces ep it's ben talks on radio free brooklyn Shooting stars, shooting stars, that you are. Oh, 
for a week straight. Uh, I got the pussy beating like a shooting star, a shooting star. Think I be running game Yeah, I get around But look at who I became I doing it She like to keep her heels on And she like when I eat it With my girls on Like before me to know how she live When you fucking say she want my kids You been handling me getting them ripped Handling me getting them I'm good thing you die for me So I'm staying beside you Know what time it is When I'm round round So the pants going down down Yes, yes, yes. We are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. I'm riding solo today. My co-host, Addie, getting ready for her show later on tonight. We sending all the good, positive vibes to Addie. Yo, kill it. Tear down the stage. Do your thing, girl. Um, But we got a very special guest in the building, man. My guy, Brutini. Just released the EP, Tire Laces. What's going on, my guy? Yes, yes. Appreciate you for having me on your, on your platform. Yeah, for sure, man. I'll make sure you uh, stay in front of the mic, you know. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yo, the EP, Tire Laces. Uh, how long has it been out? Like a, like a week and a half at this point now? About a week? Nah. Two weeks? We dropped it, like, second to last week of April. So, yeah, probably. Like, What's it? Has it? Damn. It's, it's been that fast? The same the weekend before Easter, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. You so. know, like originally, I, I it was supposed to drop earlier, but you know everything happened with the commotion and yeah. you know brother Nipsey passing and all that kind of made sense to just like let the air fizzle out first and yeah, see yeah, how yeah. the people feel and then give them, you know. Yeah, you don't want you want to be that guy. Yeah, damn, R.I.P. Nip. But yo, everyone go listen to my to my EP, right? You want to be that guy, you know? right? Um, definitely, man. So, uh. Now look, this is one of the projects like and, and we talked about this a little bit um earlier this week. A lot of artists, especially like when they're up and coming, they just they just getting their feet wet in the game. They drop a project, right? So they and and this is your first project, right? Yeah. So a lot of artists' first project is just a bunch of random songs they put together. Now you you had like every single song tied into one another. You had the skits to go along in between, before and after each track. Like you told a story. No pun intended. Tie your laces. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it had to make sense. Exactly. But in retrospect, shout out to the team TYB. Shout out to everybody that helped me support that. You know, like for it to be my first project. Yeah. I never even 
thought like I would be making music because I'm such a fan first. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to music, I like to listen to a body of work. Yeah. But sometimes you don't you don't be in the mood. There's certain songs you're gonna listen to. But I was like, yo, we gotta put a body of work where it's no skips. Yeah. And if, if there's no skips, then you'll always be in some type of mood to listen to something on the project. Mm-hmm. So I figured that'd be the tactic, you know. So I appreciate that. But me, it's still like growing on me. Like there's certain records I like I favor more than others, but the feedback has been positive so yeah. far. There's a couple people that said like, like, you need more substance or whatever. And I'm like, alright, cool, I'll take that. It's just now work on the craft, you know? Especially yeah. I just started doing this. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, the the substance and everything like that is gonna come, but as far as a starting point, this is a really good starting point for you. Like, uh, I, I'm sure, do you ever think, do you listen to the project? Because, I, and I'm not even trying to gas you. If I thought it was trash, I probably would have ignored you, you know what I'm saying, when you tried to come on the show and everything. Um, nah, but, uh, like, do, do you listen to it and think, like, how do I top this for another project? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, it's like, you can't make this stuff up when it's real. It's organic. Yeah. So I was able to express my feelings. I never thought I, I could. Mm-hmm. Even, like, to make myself that vulnerable to tell a story. Yeah. And, you know, the people, the elements that were around me, and I figured, okay, maybe, you know, the Sonics is there. Let yeah. me play with them and, and, and test the waters, you know? Yeah, and and the girl uh, upset that that you know she um she she gave you oral. All right, I don't want to get too vo- vulgar. Oh man, the- see that situation. Yeah. <laughs> but she was mad that that she said, "Man, your name is not Brutini." Like that was a real situation, right? I can't make this up. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, like you know, shout outs to um Apple. Uh, I got two phones. No Kevin Gates. No Cap. Yeah. She called me one time. I'm like. Damn, mind you, I'm mad at this time because I'm in a situation ship and it fucked up mm-hmm. because of my negligence and me still trying to be that player, quote unquote. Yeah. And like, even listening to the project, I get mad sometimes, like, shit, I shouldn't have did that. When like when I re- hear myself asking certain things or saying certain things, I'm like, damn. You know, but I don't her not knowing my name, like, I don't think obviously. You wasn't thinking that when you sucking my thing or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, just, excuse not, me, fellatio. She's not, she not listening. So, you, so she, either way, like, <laughs> the fact that she called me and she kept saying that, I'm yeah. like, yo, you know what? I'm recording this. But I ain't gonna lie, I never intended to really, like, expose it and put it out there. Right. But, you know, listening to the team and a couple people around me, not to say I'm petty, but... I let a couple of people hear And it was like Yo that's a perfect way To start the intro Yeah Mind you This happened last year Uh huh I had no intentions On saying Oh I'm gonna use this For a skit It was just one of those Situations like Yo you really gonna repeat this More than three times On my phone And I'm like Yo you know Like Whatever you gotta say Say it Like I said it my name And that's my name Is my name yeah. Like People right. know me as that That's that so uh, now, now you talk about like this is your first project. You just started recording like what this earlier this year, right? The beginning of this year, January. Right. So, so um, how how much of a help has like TYB, the whole team, and everybody behind you? How much of a help have they been as um, on this musical journey that you're that you're now on? To be honest, I can't even put a price on it because, yeah. in all retrospect, everybody has been. A vessel of inspiration You yeah. know I, Like Just because We breed loyalty And that's what we're about Everybody around me 
inspires me and we inspire each other so i can remember benji last year the year before that like yo bro listen to a lot of music you should i'm like nah that's not my thing that's not my yeah. lane like i got that i'm like nah bro just try you never know whatever moving forward moving forward get into a situation with a with a female and even she one time mentioned like yo you a singer i'm like how you get that vibe for me and i'm like nah and then you know 2019 came we was just fucking around in the studio a couple production beats came up and i was like yo i feel something to it and i got something i want to say anyways because i'm yeah. feeling you know i'm feeling my pain right now yeah so i got in the booth did it did it but before i got in the booth we was in benji kitchen he got a, like a little home studio or whatever yeah a little setup yeah one time you know he come up and i'm like feeling this i'm feeling like let me let me do it we cooked that up sent it to the engineer that i'm working with now shout out to buck 3000 and he like that's not you that's not you i'm like <laughs> it's not whatever cool keep it so i'm back in the studio now he like yo i really want to see that was you so now i'm in the booth i'm feeling the pressure i'm like damn and the beat was alright. I started seeing some things, and he tweaked it. You know, he it's all in the mix how he do it. And now it sound like a couple of joints, the Chanel joint, the shooting stars. And I was like, whoa. And we was like, yo, we got something with this. And then one night in the studio, we had that Tyler record. Yeah. We recorded that joint, and I was like, whoa. That's the point. I'm like, damn, I don't think I could top this. Cause now it's like, I'm still not feeling it. Yet. It's still mm-hmm. not. I'm still getting used to that as me, like listening to the project. Sometimes I'm like, damn, this is me. Cause those stories, I experienced it. Yeah. Shit. And it made me think about it, but the effort, I'm not gonna lie, like, not to sound cocky, but it felt like it was no effort. Mm-hmm. And when you paint art after your life and you're not trying to live certain things yeah. and perpetrate or like whatever facade you wanna live, the music is actually more organic and it comes free flowing. Mm-hmm. Like even Buck is like, yo, it's crazy how you in pocket, and this is first time really recording. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm just speaking my mind. Like, maybe this is my therapy. I don't go to no string, but I come to the mic in the booth and talk yeah. my heart. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course, man. So, talk about recording, man. So, are you a are you a pen to paper guy? Are you a, a mind a mind from the mind to the mic guy? Like, like what's Brutini's process, man? When you Brutini's when you making a record, mo- Brutini's in the moment. Yeah, like like I said, like shout out to my team. We in the studio. I'm vibing. I'm feeling everybody' energy, and I try to get my energy back off of what I feel. So I freestyle it. Probably leave it alone. Take a break. Come to another song. Freestyle it. Cause really, what I what I concept with, like what what I visualize with music, everything that's hot is catchy. It has a hook. Mm-hmm. Like let's go. To, let's look at future. Let's look at um even Outkast. Yeah. Now to the Thuggers and the Gunners. Those guys make catchy music that you can catch on to. Mm-hmm. And even with this last song that I'm not gonna say is whack, but Davies is kinda right in a sense. And I know why he's saying it's whack because of the Oh the old Tom Road joint. That joint is it's catchy as, as hell. I yeah. can't lie to you. It's catchy. Right, exactly. But we know it's like, damn, that's what it comes down to. But the formula is to make catchy music because his gonna listen to it. Yeah. So we in the studio Whatever I freestyle I try to make it catchy And not to like Water it down But make it catchy With my lingo And I'm like Alright we got something So I freestyle it You know Come back to it Listen to it again Freestyle it And I like to let 
live in the moment when I'm in the booth because mm-hmm. I feel sometimes when you try to write, write too much and you try to put it on the mic, it's like not how I pictured it and it throws your vibe off. So yeah. I like to go off the energy, you know? Yeah, man. One one of my favorite tracks on the joint, being being a Haitian American myself, was the, was the Tyler joint. Um, when I heard that, I was like, "Yo, it was dope to me because there's a lot of artists, up and coming artists, that are Haitian, but they don't even like reflect that. You wouldn't even know unless like you went to their house and heard their little pet name that their mom was calling them or something like that. But you put it into the music, man. Was was that something you did like intentional to let people know like who you are, or was it just something that just came up in the booth? Man, listen, the funny thing about that, I always, you know, as a fan of music, mm-hmm. I always said to um to the team, like, yo, somebody needs to, like, basically what Wyclef did with Party By The Sea, yeah. with Buju Bantan and all, I'm like, yo, somebody needs to make a more current vibe, like, y'all understood, use the lingo. Yeah. One time, me and Benji, like, we in the house, that was one of the beats I heard in the crib, in the crib, yeah. going back and forth, he like, yo... Try this, bro. Try this. Obviously, he's helping me with the record because his Creole's stronger than mine's. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And writing or whatever. I don't know how to write Creole. <laughs> I just say it. Yeah, right. So he like, yo, you got something with the Tala Tala because that's been he's saying, wait. And I'm like, <laughs> Maja is probably one of the happy moments I was having because yeah, I thought about Shorty and I thought about some good times. And I'm like, Tala Tala, I'm t Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then we just started vibing and then we took it to the stool. And once it started coming out, even Javetti like, yo, bro, say this. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and for the first time ever, I knew what it felt like to be telling an artist how to record something in the booth. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, you telling me how to do it, easier said than done. Yeah. So when he was like, nah, say it, say this. I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Show la la la. And I'm yeah, like, right. oh, that came out so natural because yeah, yeah, I realized yeah. I know it since growing up. So I'm like, yo, why not? Like, shout out to that compa lane. Like, nobody's yeah, yeah. really exactly. opening up to it. But that now was my got- thing, too. Like, nobody's really trying to even get into that lane. It's just like the, the people that we know, like the Alec Caves, the Sweet Mickeys, like those guys, like, they have the lane. And I don't really hear too many new people trying to trying to get into that and you just like you know what fuck it I'm just it, it, I felt like it was an opportunity because yeah I've been telling the team that for so long I guess it had to be one of those things now nah, you gotta do it yeah like there's certain things you, you can say but you gotta do it and I never really like looked at it like that but I'm like yo that's a space we could really attack mm-hmm. and that Tyler joint it was like whoa and to get the response where I played the joint in the crib for my parents and they're like, who is this? <laughs> they didn't I recognize said, it. Oh. He said, I still don't know how to speak Creole like this. Who this? <laughs> I had a, had a moment to myself. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Let, me, let me see what's up. A couple more people. Capo in the stool, like, yo, that right there? I don't know what it's saying, but that's it. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, you're going to be teaching dudes Creole with this. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. word. So then that's the lane. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like it's a blend of melodic. Which is current now mm-hmm. And you know It's my own spin to it You know Like everybody's chasing the sound I'm not saying I, I don't listen to other people But I'm not trying to copy nobody And with this Creole That's me yeah. Like even when I was from Like elementary I always let people know I was Haitian mm-hmm. And people were like What? Like Yeah it's, it's, it's becoming more in style now Now it's like Oh you Haitian? Oh before it was just like Oh you a Haitian Nah Ew. It's about history And where you from And Yeah 
Facts. Being coming from a household where um, I was forced to like have to read the Wall Street Journal at eight, nine, ten, and didn't understand it was annoying because I know I had to pump fake so I could watch TV later or mm-hmm. play music. One time, my mom go, "Yo, I want to listen to that crap in here yeah, yeah, with yeah. these curse words." I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> so I had to sneak it. So being forced to like have to you know read and do certain things is just like, damn. We come from a different upbringing, so mm-hmm. why not be proud of where I'm, where I'm from? Because I wear, I feel a pain on my mom or dad is beating me. So yeah. I let, I try to <laughs> let them know when I'm in school, it don't bother me. My 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 parents are Haitian; they gonna beat me if I get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm right. <laughs> oh man, um, I want to. I, I know you're not just like an artist, but you have a clothing line as well. Um, oh, okay. You didn't want you want to get into that. That. That's another conversation. I'm not gonna okay, lie to you. Okay. You know, right now we can't. That is that. We talk about that another time. Okay, okay. I understand, understand. So we're gonna we're gonna stay we're gonna we're gonna stay on uh on tire laces. Now the name, how did you how did you come up with that? You got the Chanel sneaker on the on the cover art. What was the concept behind that? How did you come up with all that? She wants Chanel, she get it. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. And tire laces, you know, like Every Brooklyn guy knows the, the the fly code. You could curse, you know. Oh, every every Brooklyn nigga yeah, knows. Like, yeah. You see, I got my Tim's on, my laces is hanging. I got yeah. my Air Forces on, my laces is hanging. Right. But you know, there's a saying that say, uh, tie your laces before you trip up fall in love. Yeah, You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was dealing with this situation shit. Just talking to Shorty for some time. And, you know, sentimental value gifts makes relationships better. Mm-hmm. I tried to get it the first time, sold out. So me being patient, I'm like, damn, it's gonna pop up. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Right. Put my name on the waiting list at Chanel store. Shout out to Chanel store. So Michelle, good looks on that. You 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 kind of gave me this muse to use for this project. I appreciate you. But boy, show you the Chanel sneakers literally for her birthday. Got the call a couple like couple weeks before her birthday. Oh, guess what? We got these in. I'm like, oh shit, it's meant to be. Whatever, whatever. Got it a gift, and you know the saying: buy a girl some shoes or whatever, or buy somebody some shoes. They walk out your yeah. life. But I take that and look at it like, nah, that's Cinderella. But maybe that's not the case now. But I'm not gonna throw no dirt on nobody's name because my feelings are still like real. Mm-hmm. It's on the project. So basically, I took what I was going through and gave it right back in the music because you know that's my that was my attachment. Yeah. So you know. So um. Yeah, so again, the project is dope, man. Great. I, I loved how it all came together. Um one of, one of the joints that's kind of growing on me now is Netflix and Lay. <laughs> that joint, like, I, I I had to add that to the playlist Shout recently. Shout out to Dream Alone coming yeah, through she, on that. The vocals on that is, is dope. Funny thing about that, she just started recording music too. Wow. And she actually came back from school in Virginia, mm-hmm. I believe, in Philly to record that. We couldn't even... Record that at the home studio. Yeah. We had to go somewhere else. But, you know, and again, the energy is real. She has something to say that was similar to what I had to say. She just put her female version on it, which I needed at yeah. the time. Because yeah. as we was building, like, the records, I'm trying to put this out for Valentine's Day. Keep, keep in mind. Yeah. I've been trying to put this project out. It was already, like, Valentine's Day, I, it, it could come out. But I'm like, nah, that's just too... Like cliche Like that's Everybody expects Valentine's Day love story Yeah exactly I was like nah I'm not gonna abuse The, the opportunity like that I wanna come out When it's like I feel comfortable 
with releasing it. And she just came through and you know she she felt the vibe. It was angelic that night and she cooked that up. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, how long you been recording for? She like, nah, I just started. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Nah, the, the record came together real nice. And again, it's it's, it's growing on me, man. Appreciate um, it. Uh, let's see. We we almost run out of time here, but I want to get into. I want to play a game with you. You said you're a fan <laughs> of hip hop, right? Yes, sir. You're you're a fan of the music, so we're gonna play a game called Three Choices. I'm gonna ask mm. you like five questions. I'm gonna give you three choices, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying. We, I like we, that. We make it do what it do. All right. Uh, first question: Which of these record labels would you most want to be signed to? Quality Control, Rock Nation, or Young Money? <laughs> All right. First off. To not be technical I wouldn't go Young Money Because they're under Two other entities So mm-hmm. that's out the question Okay And then you he said Quality money. You said yeah, quality QC, control QC yeah Quality control And Rock Nation Yeah Alright It sound fucked up But QC They got a good situation But Rock Nation Is the home team But sometimes In life Being too comfortable With the home mm-hmm. You know You become too content So you gotta go somewhere else And become the king again And that That Climbing the mountain Yeah So Looking with QC Do with new artists Especially that yeah, just Started recording Definitely Definitely Scrap the hype But actually winning an award yeah. I would go with QC Yeah Shit I, I don't got no talent I would go with QC too So, oh, <laughs> so imagine with Just a little bit sprinkled Yeah right talent here, <laughs> Exactly man. right Oh uh, man Alright so um I'm gonna ask you if if you could make now one of the features you got on your project is is O'Malley, right? Mm. Um, so I'm gonna ask you this question: if you if you could make a joint project with any of these artists, O'Malley, Gunna, or Lil Baby, who would you make a joint oh, a joint project with? That's a no brainer, Gunna. Okay, and I'm not gonna hold you. He makes records. Yeah. Lil Baby, a freestyle, I give it to him. Mm-hmm. But I already like I rock with Lil Baby too. I already I like did a record with O'Malley now. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. I got that opportunity. Thank shout outs to you, bro. Right. But I'm a, you give me another chance? Yeah, go gonna. Of course. Alright, I'm not a fan of the purse that Gunner was rocking, but um Listen, like, listen, 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 listen. Yo, you listen, ain't listen. see that one, huh? If you're gonna ask me about <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. If you're gonna yeah. ask me about it, uh-huh. I know aesthetically people gonna look at it crazy, but in retrospect, it's a ten thousand dollar bag designed by Pharrell, and it's a Chanel collection. And Carl Lagerfeld just died this year. That piece in ten five years from now, like a Birkin bag, is gonna become fifty thousand. So he had to do that. That's what you call an investment on certain things that are particular and sentimental. Well, this man knows his fashion because I ain't know a goddamn person he just See, named that's outside, the thing, of, though, outside like, of Pharrell. So uh, <laughs> to, to the norm, it's gonna look crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I personally wouldn't wear it. I don't like carrying bags. So you went. <laughs> I wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't so you wear de- it. You defended it, but you wouldn't wear it. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, would, I wouldn't wear it, but I would purchase it to put uh-huh. it in the crib. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm, this man I'm, was out and about with it. Hey, that's his preference. <laughs> he could do that. He's the, he, he's the so-called drip lord. Come I, on, grown-ass man walking around with a never full bag. Listen, let's, guess what, though? Come on. <laughs> guess, guess what, though? I'd rather be the man spending the money than to be the man talking about the man spending the okay. money. Okay. You you see, I don't understand. You know this interview's over. <laughs> I feel attacked. You know, get get nah, out! Get out! Get out of my studio. I'm just telling you how but I leave. feel. You gonna ask me on it? I don't this, throw this shade on nobody. Over. Name. I'm gonna just be real. Though. I wasn't throwing shade on. I'm just saying. Hey, I call it a purse. <laughs> I, I call it a, a Pharrell Chanel bag. See the difference? Pharrell Chanel purse. Um, the purse. Last question. Whatever it is. Last question. Uh, if you had to listen to one album for the rest of your life, just one album. 
Easy. You, between Good Kid, Mad City, Sideline Story, or Take Care, which one are you going with? If Look, even you your manager, me, he starts scratching. He's like, he says, shit, that's I'll a tough one. I'll take care of you. <laughs> oh, you, going, you uh, rocking oh, with Take da, Care? Da. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's his best album. Same. And, and that Rihanna... Again, that record, I'm kind of tied to it, like uh-huh. emotionally. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, come on, Drake, and Kendrick, cool. Kendrick is cool, like he's mad talented, but yeah. I can't constantly listen to him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, fair enough. It's your, it's your opinion. And you said Sideline Story. Yes, J Cole. J Cole, not that project. If you gave me the other joint on 2014 Forest Hills. Oh, ooh, Force Hills Drive. Yeah. Yeah, then we'd had a debate. Okay, okay. But but no you going... models, that's that ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a dope and project. It's no that features. was a dope project. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. No features. Yeah, that's Beast. That was Beast by J. Cole. Definitely. But definitely on that, on that, on that three's a choice, I gotta take take care. Alright, we, we we got one minute. So real quick. Uh you could perform at any one of these venues. Which one you going with first? MSG, Barclays, or the Apollo Theater? Oh, we going to the Mecca. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Because <laughs> home will always be home. That's right. Absolutely. You get the MSG first time ever. That's right on Fashion Avenue 33rd. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Dope. Dope. Dope, man. Uh, I want to thank Brutini for coming through, man. Appreciate this was dope appreciate sitting down with you. Well. Tie Laces EP out now. Everyone go stream that. Let's run it up. It's an amazing project. Make sure you listen to it. Coming up after me is Hearing Our Rachel C. Do not go anywhere. It's Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Shout out to my guest, Brutini. Thank you for coming through once Appreciate again. Tie your laces out now. It's, in, it's cooked. It's in the stash. Ooh, let y'all know. Hearing now. I got three projects in the stash just waiting for y'all. Oh, man. Hearing Our Rachel C. Up next. She It looks like she got a full band in the house. Oh, my God. I need a band, she, too. She, she always, try, she always out, outdoes me every time. MSG, she cut, the, I, MSG with a band? She about to have a band in the studio, man. Hair now, Richard C. Up next, man. Listen, tune in. Don't go anywhere. All right.